spoiler alert, Mystique is going to die in the next X-Men movie. Uh, Godzilla came out. And uh, I give my thoughts on the Mount Rushmore comic book movie actors. Let's talk about it. Welcome to Pretty Simple, the podcast show where we recap on last week's movie and TV news, reviews, and rants. I'm your host, Dwayne Edwards. So let's get started. All right. Um, so like I said in the beginning, spoiler alert, for all of you who are real you know, cringeworthy about, cringeworthy about the whole spoiler, spoiler, spoiler culture, you might, nah, forget it. You won't want to skip. You see it in the trailers anyway. All right. So look, last week... Uh, the director of the X-Men, uh, Phoenix, I don't know the title. I got to look it up. I should have looked it up. I'm sorry. The uh, the director, he stated that um, he gave the plot point away that Mystique is going to die. Now, watching the trailer, you know that's going to happen. Let's be honest. You watch the trailer, it starts off, you know it's a little dark. You see space, you see the Phoenix thing come to uh, Jean. She explodes, yada, yada, yada. We skip a little forward. We see Mystique out in some suburban neighborhood talking to Jean, telling her, come on, girl, you need to chill out. You know, you need to relax. We need to get through this, yada, yada, yada. She reacts, pushes her. We see a next shot. I think I got to watch the trailer again. Either a few shots later, the next shot, we had a funeral. Uh, you didn't know by last week when the director said it. You know it by now. Um, She's dead. So... That that's pretty clear. Now, for those who are upset about it, I saw a couple people online upset about that. Oh, why would you get that plot point away? Yada yada yada. Director wanted to reassure. Um, that's not the only spoiler. So he decided to give a hint to other spoilers that she's not going to be the only major character death. Now, my question in the, is this: is who's going to die? Who's going to be the ones to die? Um, my theory: I have no idea. The reason why is I this is the last X-Men movie um, before we get the Kevin Feige MCU slash Disney version um, of the X-Men, which probably won't be around for what? Um, three, five more years because they got to play out phase four, five and six. And maybe he'll add them in there at some point. But. Yeah, honestly, I have no idea who's dying because none of these characters are coming back. So honestly, it's not not trying to sound like I don't care, but I've been following the X-Men movies for a while now. And I do care about it, but at the same time, knowing, well, no one's coming back. What's the point? Um, what's the point of really caring who's going to die? No one's coming back. I know you're going to care, but at the same time, there's no emotional impact. With Endgame, spoiler alert, Tony Stark died, Black Widow died. Loki's been dead for a minute. Well, that's a little confusing. But anyway, to this point, we know these characters are going to have their storylines continue through other characters and other stuff, so we care more. But this long storyline with the Fox X-Men is about to come to an end as they're about to be released with this last standing movie. And he's saying other major characters are going to die. So it, it's cool. My question for the audience is, is who do you think is going to die? Um, is it important to you? Um, if I am to just give a couple of my guesses on who might die, I- I'm thinking maybe Magneto, Charles Xavier. Um, shoot, I don't know. Wolverine, if he was in it, but he died in uh, in uh, Logan. My bad. Uh, spoiler alert. Not really. Anyway, 
those are my thoughts on those potential spoilers that the director gives. For me personally, not really, but I know some of y'all be getting a little upset about spoilers and whatnot with that. But let's move on to the next topic. The next topic is, will the Avengers catch Avatar? Now, a few weeks ago when Avengers Endgame premiered and it had that mind-blowing opening weekend with bazillion dollars and bazillion amount of days, I mean, a few amount of days, Everybody was like, okay, all right, you know what? Avatar was nice holding this this uh, this throne for most money made of all time worldwide, but you're going to have to move over, bruh. All right, Endgame's coming through. Um, but then we saw, sorry for getting a little loud, but then we saw everybody front-loaded Avengers Endgame. And when I say front-loaded, I mean everybody saw it opening weekend. That means it's made most of its money, obviously, like every other movie, it's opening weekend. And we've been seeing that trend go up more and more with audience, just as much as we've been seeing the trend of more people buying their movie tickets online. You know, we're moving to the digital age, so everything's becoming digital. Every We're in that FOMO era where fear of missing out, so everybody is getting to the theater front end, first weekend, trying to get their opinion on it, trying to see it first so they could be part of the conversation on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Um, me, myself, when that those records were being broken, I'm like, okay, this movie making $3 billion. This movie's be stupid amount of money. Now, if any of you now go check on the box office uh, worldwide, I think on box office or box office mojo, some, you know what I'm talking about, just Google it. Avatar is still in the lead. Three weeks, I think three weeks, maybe four weeks later after Avengers Endgame premiere. Now, I still think it's going to catch it because it's only, only, it's only, <laughs> last time I checked, like 100 million away. Maybe, I think it, at this point it's probably less, but it's, it, it's going to catch it. Is it going to get 3 billion? No, it's literally going to just crawl over that number by a little bit. And honestly, in my opinion, if not at this point of catching um, Avatar, it's going to catch it when it gets its re-release some point in the future. Just like Avatar gets box office money for other re-releases it gets in the future, so is Avengers Endgame. And Titanic when it gets its re-releases again. And whatever other movie gets its re-releases. They get their money when they're re-released for you know special reasons for whatever reason. And Avengers Endgame is obviously going to get it. So at some point, if not within its first box office run, it's going to pass Avatar. Now, I think it's going to pass it with its first run because we have Spider-Man Far From Home coming out in July. I think it's July. I'm sorry if I just lied to y'all. In July. And just like Captain Marvel when Avengers Endgame came out, it got a, a, what's, I don't know, uproar. That's not the right word. It was, it it got built up because people wanted to see, oh, this one just came out before Avengers Endgame. Let's see what it's all about. It got back to top five, and I think that's the same thing that's going to happen to Avengers Endgame. So at some point, it's going to be the number one movie of all time. How long is going to hold it? Will it hold it as long as Avatar? I don't know, because Avatar held it for a long, long time. Well, when it come out, 2009? It held it for 10 years. That, that's a long time, but it held it for a minute. Titanic held a second spot for, I think, two decades. But anyway, I think it's going to pass it sooner or later and become a number one movie. As it should, because it's an amazing movie. The last hour had me balling. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that later at some point. All right. Last week, also another movie news. 
it's been rumored that um, Venom might show up in the MCU. Take a second and think about that. For those of you who do know, Sony still owns Spider-Man and all its connected characters like Venom or Vulture and whatnot to Sony. Um, to explain this real quick for those of you who don't know, who don't know, Disney owns now because they bought Fox too. Disney owns most of Marvel characters, except for Spider-Man and his connected characters. Now you're going to be like Dwayne. Um, he was in Avengers Endgame. He had his own movie within the MCU universe. He's about to get this sequel. He was in Civil War. What you talking about? This is what I'm talking about. Sony owns Spider-Man, but they struck a deal. I think it was a 60-40 deal, 60%, 40%, with Disney, where they have majority ownership over him. But they're letting Disney in a, par- Disney in a partnership, you know, being the, being the MCU, why not? It's dope. It's cool. We love it. More money for both of them. Any, shoot, more money. They love it. Now, with that quick history lesson, Spider-Man's in the MCU movies, but money still gets split up both ways when you know the box office numbers come in and whatnot so now venom he can be put in the mcu that's no problem and they're talking about the tom hardy is that his name yeah i think so tom hardy venom is gonna be put into mcu the movie that his movie came out i think 2018 i think so um and there's rumors that he's not gonna show up in spider-man 3 (sighs) i really hope these are just rumors like a lot of rumors in in the movie TV world, they most likely it won't come true. I'm hoping this is one of those because I don't really, I don't need Venom in there. I didn't really like the movie um, that came out last year. I know some people did. It made it, I think, like eight hundred thousand, uh, eight hundred million dollars. So that means people went back at least once and saw it. That means people liked it enough worldwide. There's so many movies that wish they would make 800 million. So that means it made profit. I think the bu- its budget was pretty smooth for that type of uh, income. But yeah, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not really feeling it. I hope not. If they do it, I trust Kevin Feige. I trust the directors. I guess, but I, I think this rumor is pretty much gonna fall through. I don't think it's real. There's, so, there's been so many rumors, so many fake. Uh, artworks and, and images put out there that people like to do to add to the rumors. I, I don't. I don't think it's legit, but uh, I don't think it's legit. Um, sorry for all the comic book movie news, guys. It's been, it was so with it last week because the next <laughs> the next topic is something very similar. I don't know why. Deadpool now is also rumored to be added to the MCU in some sort of way. Now this is a little different than uh, the whole Spider Man Sony ownership thing because Deadpool since Disney. Bought Fox is also now owned by Disney, but Bob Iger, the head honcho of Disney, like the the, the the top top, I'm talking top top guy, he himself said, with the success, um, I'm paraphrasing, with the success of Deadpool and how he was doing with Fox, they're gonna keep him in his own little universe, separated from the MCU, which I think is a good idea, because Deadpool is R-rated, they they, <laughs> they get away and they get to do a lot more things obviously with R-rated compared to the PG-13 with Disney in the MCU and honestly I don't know if I, how I feel about Deadpool fitting in with the MCU as a whole but it would be cool if Deadpool somehow made his way into 
um, the MCU. And I could see, I see, I've seen people excited about that, talking about, you know, it'd be really dope if he got in there. If he's R-rated, but within within the PG thirteen, let's bleep him every time. You know, he he swears every time something maybe uh, sexual or something a naked scene in any sort of way comes up, they blur it out. Let's make it funny because he breaks the fourth wall anyway. Why not add to it with the MCU because he knows they're all just characters, all that yada yada. yada. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm cool with the MCU being the MCU, Deadpool being where he is. Venom and his universe that's being started Sony where it is. Because honestly, in my dream world, we could have, in my dream world, I know the studios are nervous about this because not everybody is like a film geek slash nerd. I don't know, like me who understands who owns what, what's connected to what, how that's that. I think they're scared people would get confused. Because in my dream world, I want to see a bunch of studios, not just comic book movies, but just to revolve around comic book movies. I like to see studios make the team up universe. Everybody lives within the same universe type of movies. But at the same time, they make what if worlds. What if this? Not connected to the universe, not connected to the world in any sort of way. Just a what if, um, I don't know, whatever characters did this. What if Wolverine fought, I don't know. And in another universe movie that has nothing to do with the MCU, if you get my point. But that's my dream. I don't see that coming true anytime soon. But I said that before with a lot of things that's been happening. So I could be absolutely off. Next topic. Um, Black Widow has started shooting. Um, For those of you who may not have known, Black Widow uh, started about, I think it was rumored, I think late last year that she was going to have her own movie. And it's been, and it's, I think it's been confirmed that it's going to, she's going to have, her movie's going to revolve around a prequel, her story. The rumors I've been hearing is it's going to be within that five year time uh, span we saw in the end game where they learned that they don't have the stones anymore after they kill Thanos to um, when the movie picks up again, where they're all still sad and, and trying to get through, you know, the depression and then just what, and realizing they, they can't win until, you know, Scott shows up again. Um, I'm excited about this because in my opinion, one of my, one of my negatives about Avengers Endgame, which I loved is Black Widow, honestly, to me, didn't get a really good send off. Um, yes, she got the conversation between, uh, Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye, um, at Tony's funeral, um, talking about how she knows and yada, yada, yada. I think she deserves, the character who she is deserves more than that. Um, and I don't know how you're going to put that in a prequel, but at least a send-off movie, you know what I mean? Something cool. I don't think I want it within the five-year time span within Avengers Endgame, other prequels taking place then. I think it would be cool to have it maybe before, uh, before, she became the Black Widow, or how did she become the Black Widow? Even that's probably typical. I think that'd be dope. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe some point after Avengers, but before Age of Ultron, or I don't know. I, I just, I know I wouldn't be feeling it if it was in that five-year time span, but if they do it, I'm going anyway because she's a dope character. Scarlett Johansson is a dope actress, so by any means, I'm probably going to go see it anyway, to be honest. Um... For our next topic, we're going to talk about Toy Story 4. Um, 
It's predicted to be opening at 130 million, um, which will be its biggest, I think, box office. Um, I think with an no, 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 not with animated. I think within its own storyline, like between the first, second, and third one. For so for all you, um, who's upset about them being a the fourth one? Let's let's rewind a little bit because when they was making the third, I, I couldn't remember what the second one. But I remember when they was making the third one, people were like, man, we don't want to see this, man. They finna ruin the, the story. The first and second one was really good. Third one came out, everybody loves it. And I'm pretty sure the same thing happened when the second one was coming out. So let's relax. Let's let's calm down and be excited because obviously these movies have been good. If you go on Rotten Tomatoes, the creative score is literally Yeah, I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you just think about this. Take a guess. The first and second one are 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. For Toy Story 1, Toy Story 2, Toy Story 2, 100%. The third one is not 100%. It had a decrease. Guess how far that decrease is. I'll give you, I'll give you a couple seconds. All right. <laughs> Guess how low? What you think? 95%? Because it's pretty good, right? 90%. Maybe people, some people didn't like it. 85%. 99% is what the third movie got on Rotten Tomatoes. And for those of you who don't know, Rotten Tomatoes, what they do is, it's not a website that on its own merits gives a movie a score. Rotten Tomatoes is literally like a host site for other reviewers and critics where they all give their opinion and all Rotten Tomatoes do is take their opinions and make a percentage of their ups, of the, the positive reviews and negatives and give you a percentage of what, what that is. Um, for example, Godzilla, we're going to talk about that later. Godzilla, I think, well, that's my checked, is probably lower now, was at a 48% Rotten Tomatoes. That's me, that means 48% of critics liked the movie compared to the uh, 52% that didn't like it. So, I hope I did my math right, that's embarrassing if I did it. But anyway, um, with Toy Story 4, do I think it's going to make $130 million? I think, honestly, it's probably going to make more because... For us, I'm a 90s baby, and I know um, for all of us 90s babies, and probably a little later and earlier, we love Toy Stories. People go see it, just like with Incredibles. Not as good as Incredibles, because people waited a long, long time for that to come out. But people are going to go see it regardless, in my opinion. Um, Now, my opinions are obviously opinions. They can't be facts. But I've been pretty correct with my uh, predictions. Um, I mean, except for Endgame. I thought it was going to make $3 billion. But I definitely was one of the people who were saying, and I don't have any evidence, but I was definitely one of the people who were saying it's going to blow the box office opening weekend, and it's going to blow people's minds. But as we saw, it was front-landed. But anyway, we're going to move past that. Um, past, last week, we had a few trailers. Um, the Kitchen. There was Rambo. We also had Onward. Um now, The Kitchen, that's a film um, starring Melissa McCarthy. Um, dang, what is the girl from Girls Trip? Oh, man, I'm sorry. Give me, uh, what is her name? What is her name? What is her name? Give me a second. I'm going to think this up. Technically, I might be Googling, but I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just thinking this up. It's going to be off the top. Watch. It'll come off the top. Um, man, I ain't it. Anyway, it stars Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> It stars um, Tiffany Haddish and Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. And when I first heard about it, honestly, no, I don't think I heard about it. I remember 
I just clicked, I, I, first time I saw it was on YouTube, usually because I'm into the whole movie news and looking into what's going on in the movie world. I'm up to date on stuff being made, trailers coming out. This one randomly came out to me. I didn't know it was even coming out. I didn't know they made it. But it seems to be a film that's revolving around wives of mobsters um, who are now just went to jail, the, the mobsters. And the wives decide, you know what? We're going to run this. We're going to take this over. We're going to do what we do. It looks pretty dope. I didn't add it to my to watch list yet or or to the I want to go see this list. I have this little list on my um on my uh phone. And usually I put movies I plan on seeing on it so I make sure I catch up to them at some point in time. Um the trailer was dope. It looks pretty dope. I did never thought I would see Tiffany Haddish play this type of role which is serious because usually she's always casting in those roles where she's really goofy which she's really good at because she's hilarious obviously but this is like she's gonna be taking this pretty serious it looks like it's gonna be a drama um the trailer looks pretty dope i would i would highly suggest y'all gonna check out the uh kitchen trailer now the next trailer we could talk about is the onward uh trailer another honestly another movie i had no idea um that was coming out. It's Pixar, um, Disney Pixar. I don't know who to give the credit to anymore. It's so much. Um, I think it's, I think it's Pixar, um, and this one is really interesting. It honestly, it didn't really get my interest. Usually, no, no lie, Pixar movies get me excited. Um, like I'm excited to see them. I'm excited to check them out. But I watched this one, this trailer, and it. And it was a teaser, so it, it it didn't give me nothing much where I was like, oh, man, I got to go see this. Or, oh, man, this is cool. I'm, I'm into the animated stuff. I'm into this, uh, the Pixar stuff. I always think those movies have uh, they ha- they have stuff for the, the older folks, parents, adults. Even though it's for the kids and it's animated, I would highly argue Pixar is just as much for adults just as it is for kids. And that's why they've always been so critically, uh, a.k.a. Toy Story, critically praised. Um let me see. I think Chris Pratt's voice is, uh, I think it's Chris Pratt and Tom Holland are the voices of the main characters. It, lo- it looks like a monster world where these trolls live in this world. As you can tell, the movie didn't really catch me, <laughs> catch me as I thought it, it should have. But I can see myself checking it out if I see a new trailer that, that, that gets me pretty um, excited to see it. And the last trailer that uh, I saw last week that we can talk about is the uh, Rambo trailer. Um, in my opinion, AKA the last Rambo <laughs> movie we finna get. Um, I mean, obviously, even though he's in more shape than me at his, his age, which is incredible. Um, the fact that he's in this much shape at his age, I think he's in the seventies. Sylvester Stallone is playing Rambo. I think for the last time, I think this is going to be his Logan, um, where he goes out fighting, killing everybody he can before he takes his last breath. Um, now this one, he's back home. If you saw the last film, he uh, helped a bunch, I believe, uh, missionaries um, and saved them. And and he decided, I'm done with all this killing. I'm coming back home. He goes back home to his farm in the last movie. Um, this one picks up. He's what I could get away from it, helping an older lady with her farm or land or whatever, making some money. And her granddaughter, I believe, gets kidnapped. I want to say granddaughter. I don't think it was daughter. His granddaughter gets her granddaughter gets kidnapped by what looks like the Mexican cartel for sex trafficking. Um, 
and from that, obviously, the plot's not complex. Uh, complex. He he goes in and and tries to retrieve her. I think my prediction they didn't show it. I think the granddaughter was killed, and he is pissed. He don't think it's right, obviously, but it looks like he comes back home, and they come for him for whatever reason. I don't know why. We can find out find that out in the movie, obviously. And he kills a lot of people. I'm talking John Wick numbers. Kills a lot of people. He had traps set. Everything. Watch the trailer. I, I would suggest Onward, The Kitchen, and Rainbow trailer to watch. I, I, I suggest everybody to go see them. Check them out. Um, let your friends, let leave in the comments what you think. Let your friends know. These trailers are interesting. My favorite probably trailer from last week, honestly, is probably The Kitchen. Because that took me by surprise. I knew Rainbow was coming out, so I was expecting a trailer pretty soon. That got me pretty excited. I'm going to go see it. Onward, I don't know. Probably still gonna see it because it's Pixar and they they've had such a a pretty A grade um, run with their movies, so probably still gonna see it. Um, so those are for the trailers of the last week that I saw. Finally, it's it's been announced finally officially because there's always been rumors and discussion about it. Robert Pattinson is our next Batman. I give you a second to take that in for all y'all who's only seen the Twilight movies. I'll give y'all a second. Just take take a second to just to think about that for all you who's all sad about it because you only seen Twilight. I might have been taking a drink of water, but this won't sound a little rude. I, I'm let me let me let me let me establish this first. I'm a person when it comes to art, especially for well art in general, but I, I like to focus more on movies and TV because that's my lane. When it comes to art, everybody's right, in my opinion, because obviously it's your opinion. Um, I could talk about that subject later, but I think because of art, art brings opinion because you look at it any other way, listen to it, watch it, look at it, whatever. You look at a piece of art and how it affects you, negative or positive, you're right because that's that's you interpreting the art. But... I'm going to be a little contradictionary. That is not the right way, and I'm sorry. I'm about to be a little contradictive with what I'm about to say, what, what I just said. If you only seen, now I ain't trying to be me when I say this. I know some people like to take things too far. But my opinion, if you've only seen Robert Pattinson, a.k.a. Pattinson, in the Twilight movies, I don't think your opinion matters on if you like or dislike him being Batman. Everything is a good or bad idea. I'm sorry. Not really. And here, here's why. Go see his indie movies, please. I'm telling y'all, his indie movies are dope. Since Twilight. Um, And let's just be clear. Twilight made a lot of money. Obviously, it had a lot of book fans. In my opinion, they pretty much... Suck so for the last 20 minutes of the last movie, but anyway, for those of you who are upset, who's only seen him through Twilight because you didn't like him in Twilight or you didn't like Twilight, both go see him in Good Time. Um, what else would I suggest? Uh, I think he has a movie now. I would say, I would suggest this. I would suggest, let me think, Good Time, which is really interesting. You get his acting in that. I would suggest maybe High Life. Um, and there's a new movie. Look at, I want to tell you how to look it up. I know he has a new movie coming out. 
that he shot already. It's coming out soon. They got rave reviews um, at its, its early screenings. I'm so sorry. I can't remember. But if anything, go see Good Time and go see High Life. Those are just two of the many indie movies he had come out recently. Um, and you'll see, okay, this dude can act. This dude has levels to his, his pedi- uh, pedigree. I don't know if I said that right. Anyway. And just another point on why y'all should be excited about him being Batman, just as I as, as I am. Christopher Nolan, the man who made the best Batman movies we have out now, um, the Dark Knight series, is just cat not just casted, but has casted uh, Battinson in a, a lead role in his next film, um, which I forgot the name of what it's going to be called. But it's Christopher Nolan. The movie's probably going to be good, and he knows what he's doing. He literally had one of the best Batman in his movies. Uh, come on, guys. Be excited. Don't be worried. I'm sorry your, feeling hurts. your feelings are hurt if you've only seen the Twilight movies. It's going to be good. All right. Let's get to the review part of this segment of this podcast of whatever. I saw Godzilla um, last week. Um, <laughs> let me explain how. Uh, am I going to do reviews this way? No, I'm going to keep it spoiler free. I'm gonna keep it spoiler free since it's always this is early. I don't wanna give any of the trolls ammo. Um but this isn't really that big of a move like endgame. Anyway. My second is the second. I wanna say my I was most excited about um Godzilla, King of the Monsters, probably the second most for twenty nineteen as movies to see. Um me being me me being about you know, comic book movies, I really liked, uh, I was super excited about Avengers Endgame, and, but my number two was Godzilla, because I saw that trailer, and I was like, this is my type of movie, monsters fighting, it looked like they're going to fix what their, their criticisms, criticisms, the critics said about them, about the first one, where they barely showed Godzilla in the first one, just like it fixed it, 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 had Godzilla all in the trailers. It looked like he had plenty of time in the movie. And there was, what, 17 other monsters in the movie that he was finna fight and kill? My, my type of movie. Godzilla, I want to say, is in this movie maybe a little bit more than he was in the first one. In my opinion. Maybe if I go back and, and time it out, maybe I'm wrong. But it felt like. When watching the movie, it was just a little bit more. Um, sorry to be the bearer of bad news on that point. Now, this review is going to be a little odd. Because at the same time, I still thought it was a cool movie. Um, the human aspect, the human point of view, the focus on the humans, any way you want to say this, seemed pretty weak. Not seemed. It was pretty weak. Um, I was most excited when we went away from the humans and back to the monsters fighting. Um, not to give too much away from about the movie, but general plot. There's bad guys, good guys, as humans wise. Monarch and 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 his other group of mercenaries are 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 trying to get to and use this device that is able to communicate to these monsters. And one is trying to use it to let's say what's a typical way of an evil plan uh take over the world not to be too spoilery and the other one's trying to stop him um 
for those of you who know who watched it, you know what I mean when I say this. Um, I didn't really care uh, about the human parts. Um, I came, and this because to be biased, for those of you who thought it's a 100% great movie, dope. My opinion, I came just to see Monsters fight, and I didn't really get that as much as I wanted. But at the same time, this is going to be odd. I still really liked it. Um, and as I'm watching it, there's times I'm bored. There's times I'm really excited because there's some dope shots. This, the, 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 uh, is it soundtrack is the way you put the term? Or um, is it soundtrack? What's the other way to say the music that is also done? Um, anyway... The the music is good. The, the tone that the, the the monsters are introduced to is is dope. Um, and when and when I review movies, guys, I'm usually put them in this category. Don't waste your time. Uh, think about seeing it. I suggest seeing it. I suggest seeing it. And I know I'm a buy Blu-ray. Now, here's what's gonna be really weird about my review. I I think. There was parts I liked about it so much where I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray. But at the same time, I'm going to put it in the, think about seeing it. I'm not going to not suggest you to see it because some of you might go and be like, oh, that was dope. That was really dope. Just like, you know, having an opinion. For me, uh, think about seeing it. Because uh, movie tickets are a lot. And so I don't want to give you the, 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 the impression that it's an A-plus movie. It's, it's cool. I'll give it, it's cool. But still, I know I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray so I can watch it over and over again. Because there's parts of this movie that I was like, oh my goodness. Not End of Avengers Endgame or John Wick 3, oh my goodness. But there was still like, dang, that was dope. And that, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> was my review of Godzilla 2. Um, I, in an odd way, in putting this in a, uh, think about go seeing it. But I know I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray. Now, for the main topic, I don't even want to put main topic. For the uh, think piece or the, the opinionated part, as if I wasn't getting my opinion anywhere already, I have a topic where I want to talk about the Mount Rushmore comic book movie actors. And as we know, and please don't scream at me if I get this wrong, but I think I know this, and I'm for sure this is right, there's four heads on the Mount Rushmore. So what I'm going to do is get my four in my opinion, the top, which is absolutely right and factual, <laughs> the top best comic book movie actors um, of all time as of, what's the date? June 2nd, 2019. In my opinion, um, I'm going to give my four. But let's start with some honorable mentions. Uh, I'm already going to make y'all mad with this, but uh, it's an opinion, remember. Um Honorable mentions, the ones who didn't make the top four. I have about three of them. Number one, Josh Brolin. Um, for those of you who know, he played Thanos. In my opinion, and we're going to discuss this later in, in the future, the greatest comic book movie villain of, villain of all time. What? When you tripping? There's Darth Vader. There's Heath Ledger with Joker. There's no way Thanos is the number one villain. Skip that. We're going to talk about that later. He's an honorable mention as one of the best portrayals of a comic book movie character um to me of all time but not top four um number two it's probably gonna get some of y'all mad this is honorable mention this is honorable mention number two out of three henry cavill superman my favorite superman um i've watched i've seen 
Henry, uh, 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 the original Superman, for some, most of you, you would call him original um, Superman with Christopher Reeves. Um, I've seen plenty of the other Supermans. In my opinion, with Man of Steel, which is to me the most underrated comic book movie of all time, Henry Cavill was in honorable mentions as of, you know, uh, a top uh, movie actors slash movie, comic book movie characters. And here's the one that's going to piss y'all off. Who, who didn't make the Mount Rushmore? My honorable mention number three. <clears throat> Heath Ledger's Joker. Now, I hear y'all screaming already if any of you are listening to this. <laughs> Dwayne, are you insane? How in the world, boy, I ain't never going to listen to this podcast again. How in the world are you finna say Heath Ledger's Joker is not in, on the Mount Rushmore of best comic book movie actors? You know how I'm going to say it is? Because this is how I'm looking at it. When I think of the Mount Rushmore of best comic book movie actors, I'm not honestly because obviously with the the sad news he he died, you know, um, with the movie before the movie came out, which was really really sad, um, which sucks obviously, but to me it, it doesn't matter how long the person played the was able to play the role because there's been people who played you know their characters longer than he's played the Joker, um, who who I think he still obviously beat. When I think of the top Mount Rushmore, these are the best of the best. It's like when I watch them play their characters, it's that's like it's really hard for me to imagine someone else playing that role. That's how I'm coming to it when I think about it. So maybe that makes some of y'all understand, like, okay, I see what you mean. Okay, all right. Some of you might still be like, you idiot. He still need to be on there. And I, I understand. I hear you. I feel you. I'm sorry. Get on with your day. It's an opinion. Um. I love y'all. God bless. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my that's my honorable mentions: Josh Brolin, Thanos, Henry Cavill, Superman, Heath Ledger's Joker. Now, number one, the first head on the Mount Rushmore of uh, you can, you know what I'm talking about? Mount Rushmore best combo movie actors. Number one, remember how I'm looking at this? Ryan Ryan Reynolds, Green. I'm playing Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Deadpool. Y'all know what I mean when I say when you watch this dude play Deadpool, you would think, nah, that's just Deadpool his, his whole life. This dude is Deadpool. You watch these two movies, he plays that character, in my opinion, reading the comics, just, just seeing the charisma he brings to the, 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 the screen. That is Deadpool. He plays Deadpool almost perfect, if not perfect. Um, and I can't really see any other actor doing it the way he do it. That's that. Y'all, come on. Now, when it comes to the movies, I think the first one's really good. I, I enjoy it. The second one, uh, um, not as good. Um, a few steps down. I really enjoyed it. Got the Blu-ray. I enjoy it. It's cool. Ryan Reynolds, number one, on the Mount Rushmore of comic movie actors. Now, my number two, um, <laughs> I think some of y'all going to hate this, too. I'm going to give this to Chris Evans, Captain America. Um, now, I'm about to contradict myself. I could Captain America is a character where some actors could come in and play that noble, good guy, God fearing man, um, who's all about doing the right thing, standing standing your ground, and, and for living up for what's right. A lot of people could come in and play that, but the way Chris Evans brings his, I don't know what he brings to it. It's somebody where, like, you know what? Honestly, after watching Endgame, yeah, this dude, he's on the rush. He's on. He's on it. He's he's on the top. He's up there. Um, for those of you who hating, it's an opinion. 
aka to me the fact. But it's an opinion. It's all right. Oh, you're gonna get through it. Now, my number, th- my number uh, three. Um, you probably already know who this is. Another character in the MCU, Robert Downey Jr., Tony Stark, Iron Man. Man, I'm telling you, who else could play Iron Man? Please tell me. Tom Cruise was gonna, I think, was in talks again before Robert Downey Jr. got it. Um, probably would have done a great job. I'm happy we got Robert Downey Jr. Yo, this man is Iron Man. Like he said in the first one, like he said, I think, in the second one, like he said in the end of the third Iron Man, like he said in um, Avengers, <laughs> Avengers Endgame, I, and I am Iron Man. Snap, tears coming out of my eyes. I'm so sad. He's dead. He's gone. Um, anyway, that's my number three. Um, I know y'all probably upset. You know why I think he's he's number three. No, no, no. I think most of y'all will put him on there. With, I don't think y'all upset about that. I think y'all will put him up there, too. Um, I think the only ones y'all probably going to be upset with is my Captain America. I'm um, like, boy, if you don't put Joker up there, you're so stupid. Anyway, now, I think everybody has this man as their number one. There is no, I don't care how much my opinion is different than any other person's opinion. If he at least isn't on the Mount Rushmore of your the best comic book movie actors, I think you are tripping. Anyway, obviously Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, who doesn't have him on his list, you probably forgot. And you're like, oh, dang, you right. Put him on the list. Come on. I think I think he still holds the record the longest uh, portrayal of a, a comic book movie character, but that doesn't really matter. What he brought to Wolverine, I just don't see anybody else playing him. I'm excited to see who does do it next because I'm going to have an open mind. I'm not going to be upset about it. But I don't see anybody else playing him at this point. People were pissed when he he got casted back in the day. He's too tall. You going to get this musical dude to come and play Wolverine? Are you are you crazy? He's This man is too tall. Wolverine is like 5'6". What is wrong with you? Boy, let me tell you something. This is the greatest portrayal of a comic book character, period, from what we got from X-Men 1 to Logan. Logan, oh my goodness. This, I don't got much to explain to y'all. Yo, you, you understand, you already know. He's, he's number one on Mount Rushmore. All the other three could go. Like, if I had to pick, like, well, if I had to have to exchange all three, uh, three of them, he, he got to stay. There's, there's no... Taking him off. So there you have it. The Mount Rushmore of comic movie actors. Number one, or whichever order we want to put them in, I don't care. Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool. Number two, Chris Evans, Captain America. Number three, Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. And number four, uh, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. So there you have it. Um, This was the first episode of Pretty Simple. Um, I thank you guys if you've listened this far for or tagging along. Thank you for listening. Um, if you have any opinions um, or if you want to talk to me any sort of way, you have any questions you want me to answer on this podcast for the future, um, you can il- email me at prettysimplepodcast at gmail.com. That's prettysimplepodcast at gmail.com. I'm sounding like I'm leaving a voicemail or something. It's all lowercase. Um Feel free to leave an email. Please don't be no crazy stuff. And, um, yeah, I might, I might respond to some questions or opinions you have. It would be great to have any of your questions or opinions as a topic. 
But uh, thank you for listening to the first episode of Pretty Simple. God bless and have a good week.